0: This week we're discussing slim playstations and industry shakeups and what they could mean for the future of gaming. This is the Good Game Bad Game podcast.
1: This is a song I wrote about the Good Game Bad Game podcast.
0: hello everybody and welcome back to the good game bad game podcast what's that you're surprised that we're back to the regular format of an intro get over yourself i'm your host spencer and with me is a man who i presume still has yet to meet idris elba face to face in phantom liberty it's my co-host mike mike how are you
1: idris elba's face is (laughs) still downloading
0: that had to be heartbreaking heart-wrenching
1: i i was so mad because, as you and I discussed before we started recording, I've had zero time to play games this week. I haven't played Starfield. Um, Justine and I played, like, a little bit of Mario Kart over the weekend. Um, and I had, like, maybe two hours yesterday, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start. Because once I start, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I go into Cyberpunk, thinking, hey, we're in the, the year 2023. I pre-ordered Phantom Liberty. It'll be there. And I get into the menu, and it says Phantom Liberty. At the, it says thank you for pre-ordering Phantom Liberty or whatever. And then um, uh, at the bottom, it said I still had to download it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I have decent internet. This won't take long. And I downloaded it. I hit download, and it just went and went and went. Mm. Um,
0: it's beefy. Oh, so,
1: yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I did go back into, like, the main game. And, boy, was that an experience. Um, I don't know. Did you... I guess you have to go back into the main game to get to the Phantom Liberty DLC. It's not like you start from a different option in the menu. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're just, like, driving around, and I think it's just, like, a random phone call that you get.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, uh, so I figured I'll, I'll get back into the regular game, like just kind of get my bearings again, mm-hmm. going from Starfield, which I'm glad I did because I couldn't remember any of the controls. Yep. Uh, I couldn't remember that R3, or I, I honestly don't know what the Xbox equivalent is, even though that's pretty much all I've played on in the past four years, um, but I still call it R3. Mm-hmm uh was like crouch i was like i don't remember that at all i'm pretty sure that was b
0: i also didn't remember that i was going insane
1: i think they must have changed it
0: yeah maybe um or maybe we played cyberpunk and we played it so much that like initially it was probably really fucking weird because yeah it's always B or circle right to to crouch in games but like they were whatever they were doing it their way and then we played it so much that like it just became normal and we never thought about it again until we stopped playing it and then had to jump back into it and all of a sudden fucking r3's crouch are you serious
1: see but like i was the last time i played i was basically just achievement hunting and i was trying to do the thing where you had to like kill three people in slow motion Mm -hmm. And so the only way I could really think of doing that, which I later learned there was an easier way, was to, like, run and then slide and then yep. aim while you're sliding. Yep. And I remember it being kind of a pain in the ass to go from B to then my right stick so I could aim. So I ended up using, like, my Elite controller so I could use the back paddles. And mm-hmm. I just I have that memory. So I, I really think they changed it to R3.
0: I also... To, to add to that, I, I agree, because I also just remember, in general, running and sliding being a lot easier. And it's just uh-huh. like, it's clunky. It's clunky to have to, like, run and then push in the right stick while you're running to slide. It just feels weird.
1: And it doesn't always, like, it. it doesn't always feel like it registers well. Right. Agreed. And plus, I'm always concerned about breaking. The
0: sticks. Yeah, well, yeah. You've was got freaking Adonis hands.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, there's Curse a reason these I hands. It was a reason I was the best at domination in Mario Party Four, <laughs> whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, now I'm thinking about it, and I haven't tried it, but couldn't you? Wasn't there like a weapon melee? Um, like if you had a rifle or something and somebody was close to you, like, couldn't you melee with that or, or no?
0: Yeah, you know, you can. And that button is L1.
1: That's, that's definitely
0: new. I know, right? It just feels so fucking weird.
1: (laughs) That is absolutely new. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's going to take a bit of getting used to. Um, whatever. Um, but that didn't piss me off anywhere near as much as all my perks getting reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we refunded you all your skill points. So you can rebuild however you like." And I rebuilt, and like, there's no way I got all of my points back because I feel way less well off than I was.
0: Yeah, I I felt like the number of perks and stuff like grew. I I, like felt like I definitely did. Yeah, I felt like I was looking at it and I was just like, I don't remember any of this shit. Like, I don't remember anything. And so I just started going like anything that was like a benefit to like a pistol or a benefit to like smart Mm -hmm. weapons and like whatever, whichever weapons I'm typically using, I just found those in the perks and just like tried to dump as many points into their column basically and stayed away from like other things but yeah that was uh that was yeah that was kind of jarring too
1: um and they kind of been along with along with that all of like the mod the body mods mm-hmm. those are all new and I felt like I was putting in things that I already owned and yet when I was done it cost me like almost two hundred thousand dollars like to just get back to where I was I don't know if I got refunded the money for all that I don't I don't know yeah I you know how frustrated I get when games aren't very clear on like <laughs> what to do yeah example starfield at the beginning and I feel like this was this was kind of that, but yeah, uh, to me, whatever, you know, go ahead. Sorry, oh, I was going to say it's basically a new game at this point. So I, I'm just yeah. treating it as such
0: to me. It screams like if you start from the beginning.
1: This will feel better, right? Maybe that's why that's what their advice was. Yeah, I don't know. I was happy to see, because I accidentally went into, like, the car shooting interface. And was happy to see that it's um, auto-aim. Yeah, I
0: couldn't remember if that was the same or not.
1: That didn't exist.
0: Car combat?
1: No, you couldn't shoot from a car until the 2.0 update.
0: Oh, okay. There you
1: go. Which I kind of liked, because... Uh, I think some games don't do that well. Uh, usually, when I see I have to shoot from a car in any game, I just don't want to. GTA was the exception. I think GTA was fine.
0: Uh, GTA was pretty tough. Yeah, it was pretty tough because it didn't have like any sort of lock on or yeah auto aim mechanic. You could do it but, in GTA,
1: like, but but it wasn't like you were trying to only hit people in the car you know like a lot of games Mm -hmm. you're just trying to hit the driver like i feel like most of the time you get in a car combat in gta you're just trying to hit wheels yeah yeah um so that was fun um but i mean it it looks great it still still plays fine i'll be interested to see like how i feel about sliding and all that because i also do that a lot yeah um so yeah, hopefully I get to hopefully I get to play it this week.
0: Fingers crossed. Maybe,
1: maybe I'll take a day off.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was able to wrap it up, and hang on, I've got, I don't know if my mic's gonna pick that up. So I haven't
1: heard any of it so far.
0: All right, perfect. Uh, I so I I finished it. I finished Phantom Liberty. Um, and I'm not going to, like, go too crazy into it. I'll wait till you've had the opportunity to at least dive further in. If not, just finish it, and then we can kind of go in-depth into it. Um, but I was thinking about it, and what, what did Phantom Liberty cost? 30 bucks, I think so. And do you remember? It may have like, been
1: 40
0: Okay, maybe. Whatever it was, people were mad about it. Do you remember how much you paid for Cyberpunk? Fifteen dollars. You paid fifteen. I can't remember if I paid twenty or if it was ten on sale. I can't remember if I'm like confusing it with like GTA Five going. Next. I think I got it before you, right? You did. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Um, That's why I did a deal. You
1: could get like the Steel Book and everything for fifteen bucks. Yeah.
0: I might be able to like go back in my thing. But regardless, I definitely didn't pay ninety or a hundred dollars for this game. Um and I think like I could go back and forth with myself trying to figure out like was Phantom Liberty worth like thirty dollars? And it really is basically an entirely like new game or like additional game. Um and so I can go like back and forth with myself on it, but at at its worst, I will say it got me to pay thirty dollars to be back in Cyberpunk, and I was so hyped to be back in Cyberpunk. Like I, yeah. I, I had such a blast just being in the world again. I again I can go back and forth of like, was it worth was it worth CD Projekt Red to do this? Was it yeah? Was it worth the money I paid, like is the actual DLC itself worth $30? And you can have a conversation about that, I think. Um you can always have that conversation about DLC in my mind. Um but at the end of the day, um my my review without going into all of it is I, I was more than happy to have paid $30 to be forced back into Cyberpunk for just a little bit longer. Um, and I probably put like 20 to 25 hours just doing uh phantom liberty and i think a little bit of like side missions and stuff that they added in 2.0 and like some of these other updates i think i didn't remember doing those originally so they felt new to me at least but i also haven't touched the game in so long so i'm not really sure what was like left over on my save Mm -hmm. um Oh, yeah, so I'm 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 really excited for you to get like fully ingrained into it and, and to hear what you, you think about it.
1: I think what I think I'm going to just rip through it. Um I don't think I'm gonna be able to play Starfield at the same time. I think that's just gonna to be too much for my brain to handle.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: So I think I'm gonna take a Starfield break, get through Fan Liberty, and then go back to the so hopefully within the next week or two here, I can beat
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, it, you can probably do it in twenty, maybe maybe fifteen if you're like truly pushing through it. I'm not hundred percent sure. Hours? That. Yeah.
1: Holy cow! That's like a whole whole other game.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Like just yeah, okay. just the just the missions and like side content of. Phantom Liberty is basically a game in and of itself. Pretty nuts, pretty nuts. Not it's not obviously to the level of Cyberpunk because Cyberpunk is like with all of its side content and stuff is obviously like sixty plus hours. Sure. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it definitely can stand up on its own as a game, um, which is pretty nuts. But yeah, if you're if you're solely dedicated to only doing like the stuff in Dogtown, um, which is like the new area, yeah, you can probably do it in like 50. And then, then there's like different outcomes and stuff like that, that you can like go back for. So I I did all that. Like I cleaned up the trophy list basically for it to, to feel like I, you know, did it all. Um, so obviously that tax on like a little bit extra, but really not that much. But yeah, I'm excited for you to, I'm excited for you to play it. Me too. And now that I got through that, I can turn my attention back to Baldur's Gate and Sea of Stars. I have, as of recording this, nine days to try and, (laughs) I think I, I think I'm about to be done with Sea of Stars. And then I have to, uh just try and dump as much time as possible into Baldur's Gate um, so that I can hopefully be done with it. I don't think I'll be done with it, but like be fairly far along that I can like still chip away at it once Spider-Man's out because once Spider-Man's out, it's going to be all I play. Granted, I'll probably be able to get through it in like two days. But I, I'm actually taking an entire day off of work because like, I've got a busy weekend. Like where we're like, we've, Shelby and I have like travel all within like a tight window. So I'm taking Monday off. And so I'll probably dump oh, an entire work day
1: into Baldur's Gate. Amazing.
0: Yeah, you need that every once in a while, you know.
1: I with the amount of games that I have to play in my backlog that have come out in the past month. I should probably be taking a week off.
0: I'm telling you, dude, uh, a sabbatical, right? Like, with this year of games, we all deserve it. Yeah.
1: But instead, at work says, best I can do is a pizza party. <laughs> and I'm like, work, I'm remote. And they said, well, that was your choice. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, well. Instead of being sad about the the games we can't play, let's be sad about something else. And that is the new PlayStation. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so PlayStation announced the uh, PS5 Slim. I think is the official, or I don't know, just the up updated PS Five, um, but that's really all that is changing. There's no like actual uh, upgrades really happening to like the overall specs of the PS Five. Um, I think it does have a full terabyte, which I, I was trying to think back. Do, do you? Let's see. Do you remember? what the size of a PS5 was at launch?
1: It was a terabyte. Was it? Was it not?
0: I don't think it was. Really? I think it's like 800 gigs or something like that.
1: Well, yeah, it's a terabyte. No, no. Oh, it's not a terabyte drive. Oh, you know what, it's coming back to me now.
0: I Right, I'm pretty I sure.
1: And then it was, like, you really only get around 600. Or right. you all the formatting. The Xbox, the Series X is one terabyte minus yes. system resources. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see. Let's see if I can find this.
1: Quick. Well, isn't that a step up? Good for you, PlayStation. <laughs>
0: right? But that's, like, it. That's oh. the only, like, actual.
1: Oh, there's plenty of upgrades. What are you talking about?
0: You get what I'm saying. The price?
1: The price got upgraded.
0: The price?
1: on the disc list model
0: of the digital one did get updated
1: yeah because hey if you wanted to make it not digital (laughs) I got the option $50 please yeah you wanted a vertical stand in the box oh fuck you yep yep you're gonna buy it separately isn't that which we're gonna spell wrong I don't know if you saw this yes I think I saw (laughs) Tom Warren they spelled separately wrong
0: oh a lot went wrong a lot went wrong.
1: Um, this will be a really good segue into our next topic.
0: It will. It absolutely will. Um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of interesting choices. I think. Um, I th- I think I get what they're doing from the viewpoint of um, doing a digital console and then. Um, also providing the option of a disk drive like later on as like a peripheral to to buy mm-hmm. and i i personally do like that i think it's funny that the digital only console costs $450 and then to buy the standalone is $80 which puts you up to 530 which is more the stand than
1: is just $80 no, no
0: no the standalone disk drive sorry
1: Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: don't have an aneurysm.
1: I <laughs> was about to scream. Yeah, no. Oh my God. The
0: stand is one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, uh yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm at kidding. Least more sense. <laughs> um, no, but oh, to buy the almost
1: got me there, Jim.
0: <laughs> to buy the disc version, that I think the disc drive is detachable, but I could be wrong. It is. Yeah, it's it's five hundred dollars. So. You're better off just doing that, but, um, I, yeah,
1: I don't. So, okay. Sorry to, to, to go back without all all the bullshit. So it's $450 for the digital only, the dickless additional for the dickless and then $80 for a dick for the strap on. Yep. (laughs) Does that, (laughs) does that include the strap? Uh, no, Does that the strap is the sold panel? separately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good question. Because your your PS5 is going to look wonky if you. Uh...
1: Well, you can't put the side panel back on.
0: Right. I don't know. I admittedly didn't really look all that deep into it.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Decisions. Yeah, and I think you know some of the other stuff was like thirty percent less volume, eighteen percent lighter, stuff like that. Whatever you know, I think these types of mid-cycle upgrades—and I put like air quotes around upgrades—just like are. They're not like to anybody who has a PS five, they're not for you. Don't worry about it. Right. Stop looking at it. It's not a thing. Don't even, there's no way for them to possibly make you think that you need that. Right. Like just head down and like next year, if they do like a pro version, okay, maybe you can like go back and forth with yourself on like, if that would be worth it. Um, but like if you already have a ps5 this is like not for you and and they basically say that by pointing out that once the current line of ps5s is like no longer in stock like that'll be it because then this will replace it as like the mainline ps5 whereas if you think back to like the ps4 right like it's you can still find a regular ps4 and a regular ps4 pro right throughout all yeah. of it the ps4 pro didn't just replace all ps4s then moving forward um,
1: Yeah, just the slim model did.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, So, like, you see stuff like that, and it happens... Probably happens every generation?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think last generation's really the only one that had a pro console.
0: Right. But, like, PS3 had a, a slimmed-down version that became, like, the... The main line, the PS2, had a, I mean, the PS2 was, you could probably beat somebody to death with the original PS2. Yeah. And then the, the, the PS2 Slim, I mean, if you tried to beat somebody with it, you'd snap it in half. So that was a very, like, noticeable change.
1: I remember when Sony tried to do a third generation of a slimmer ps 3?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> they were like, what if we could put the PS3 in your pocket? Now introducing the PlayStation Vita.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, and it's gone. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the I thought all of it, and we've kind of poked at it now. But I thought uh, a lot of it was kind of like a head scratcher, mainly being the fifty dollar increase to the digital. Because I can't, like, I can't figure out. that would be you know what i mean like okay yes you do get more storage internally from the jump do you yeah because again it's a terabyte instead of
1: well yeah but not specifically on the digital model no
0: no no no. exactly and that's what i was gonna say but then that would mean that the the one the the one with a disk drive should also be $50 fifty dollars more, right? Like if that's truly what you're gonna try and rubber band the price increase to, it should be to both. So it's just so weird that like only the digital one increased. And you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there's some bullshit like reason for it. But it just it, it doesn't look good. And then the 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 stand being sold separately is just the most asinine thing. Like yeah, it, why it did it you include two... it?
1: less than a penny to manufacture.
0: Why did you include it in the fucking first place then? Like if you're going to like if you're going to be the fucking Apple of video games, I'm going to always draw that comparison because this is the same fucking bullshit that Apple does with their goddamn devices and At I still I buy them.
1: Good.
0: Yes, you're right. But like yeah, it's just like it's so fucking annoying. It's just like why why do you fucking provide it? every other time and now all of a sudden you're just like no now you have to pay for this thing now you have to pay extra for this thing it's just so annoying
1: so when i here was my reaction when i saw the announcement i was like sweet okay you know i do want to get a ps5 at some point yes um and i thought maybe like the slimmer model okay this will be an opportunity maybe they'll do like a little bit of a sale to start to get people on board like me and then take the prices back after the holidays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever. Um, so to see that they increased the price on the digital edition, because that's likely what I would get, um, was a non-starter for me. I mean, that almost made it an immediate now. Um, the fact that it didn't come with a stand, and I think, like, the PS5 that exists now looks stupid horizontally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then to see that the solution to having the new, the slim horizontally was a fucking paperclip. It looks so dumb. Yeah. I I just, they struck out across the board. For me, for me personally. No, 100%. 100%. So now I'm just like, well, I guess I need to get a PS3 sooner rather than later. Or ps yeah PS3, uh, PS5 sooner rather than later because. (laughs) To to not
0: have to deal with all this bullshit.
1: No, I'm just going to get the current version of the digital edition if I can find it.
0: Yeah. Well, you have about a month until these are going to start entering circulation.
1: Is that when it is? Yeah, they said November, so. So the way you gotta look at it is, PS5s are basically on sale from now until <laughs> then, the yeah. slims, at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but if if you're if you're joining the party late, you know, air quotes around that, you're either a better off just getting the one with the disc drive, or B. Better off waiting to see what happens in terms of some sort of pro model.
1: So how do you feel? I don't I don't know if you had this expectation, but when they said there was gonna be a detachable disk drive, I assumed that meant it was gonna be like USB C or something. So even people like you with the first
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: version of the of the diskless model could now get a drive did you have that expectation
0: oh i absolutely did and let me tell you i am so fucking pissed (laughs) because i'm not entirely ready to like say goodbye to physical games and when you are left only to the digital marketplace of playstation because you can't buy digital codes anywhere else you quickly realize that you can miss out on a lot of sales deals stuff like that um which don't get me wrong sony does still run great deals um but you also still just miss out on an entire market of being able to buy a physical game for like dirt cheap or like a pre-owned game or whatever you like, you lose out on that. Um, and like obviously like PlayStation is where I do most of my gaming. Whereas like if I, if I got an Xbox, I'm fine with getting an Xbox that doesn't have a disk drive because I'm Really getting it for game pass and being able to like have access to the library of games there, so it's all gonna be digital anyway so i'm I'm like I'm a little torn up by this i'm a little I'm a little upset.
1: yeah, it's it's a kind of the thing I've been grappling with too with getting the digital only p s five in that, like, I still have my PS4, but it has some issues, um, namely with the disc just randomly injecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's not going to last. It's not going to last forever, and I probably won't replace it. Yeah. So, I think about going to The disc model, and frankly, as as you've been talking, I've been looking, and Sony doesn't even sell the discless anymore. It's not even on their website. Damn.
0: Take. Amazon doesn't
1: have any, so yeah, I uh, guess just uh, (laughs) waiting for the new one, and then I'll take the disc off and pay hundred dollars
0: for a side plate. Unbelievable.
1: The good news is. D brain saw it and retweeted it with, ah, shit, here we go again.
0: <laughs> so, uh, good stuff. Yeah. uh I was also like a little, I mean, it's fine. I, I kind of assumed that I was going to skip this, but Shelby and I have started playing games together more and we've, played a lot of games like ps4 to the ps5 and i I, i'm just playing like the ps4 version of the game but there's going to come a time where like there's only going to be the ps5 version or stuff like that and uh so we are considering getting a second playstation for that um and i kind of assumed that this was going to be a a whiff and like not going to be the like value that we want um but yeah i'm a little i'm a little annoyed by it and i'm just curious like i really hope the pro version comes with a disk drive um option because i am like i i'm some somewhat peeved or annoyed at uh the fact that i didn't get the disk drive version of the ps5 that is a regret i will admit
1: Yeah, it's uh It's 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 interesting 3 years later knowing that it's a regret.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know because at the time I was so like confident and like it is where it is where games are going somewhat unfortunately, I think. Um and I think maybe that's the reason. Like I'm like extra like aware that like physical games are going to become more and more obsolete and so I don't know if that's why I'm, like, damn, I'm, like, not enjoying them while I can or and taking, taking advantage of the benefits of them while I can. But, oh, well, you live and you learn, right?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: One thing to still talk somewhat about PlayStation that we can, I guess, maybe celebrate is that it was announced that Jim Ryan... Is retiring, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there seemed to be a universal agreement um, with all gaming people to cheer, um, to cheer that Jim Ryan is stepping down. And I look, I give Jim Ryan a, a ton of flack. It's mainly because I think he's a bore, and I don't think he is a good front-facing figure for a video game company you look at phil spencer and it's just fucking the 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 greatest case of tomato versus potato so right (laughs) um like you can look at what jim ryan's career and i mean he like helped launch i think everything since the ps1 um so like he's been around um and has I'm sure done a lot of good that we don't realize. And I think we've just only known him as the man who delivers updates for PlayStation and delivers them not well and has been like kind of the face of that. Um, and I think that's why like people are, um, you know, so excited. But it'll be interesting to see what impact this has. You know, are things really going to change all that much? Um, my guess is probably not. Uh, I would imagine that PlayStation is going to continue this drive towards live service games. Uh, they'll keep canceling them in the making of them. And I, I kind of feel like they're going to keep flailing around in the water of gaming for at least the somewhat foreseeable future. And I'm curious what your take is with Jim Ryan on the way out. Like, what do you think the impact's going to be?
1: Yeah. I mean, they probably have a generational roadmap that they don't deviate from. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like major change, I don't expect anything. If anything, until, yeah, you know, the, the start of the next generation, or at least the end of this generation. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see who they fill who they fill the position with if it's going to be um, someone from Europe or somebody from Japan uh, personal bias I hope they fill it with somebody from Japan I feel like that speaks more to the soul of the company and they have their european uh influence already and i just think back to like the ps2 era and like early ps3 when they had um kind of i don't know if they were necessarily internal from sony but at least somebody close who was running the company it was just like so fun and jovial and it wasn't just like this big stale monolith that it is right now Hmm. Um. So, anyway, to get back to your question, yeah, I don't. I don't foresee any major changes. I don't. I don't think that it was one of those things where, uh, like he was ousted. I mean, he said that it was he. He couldn't deal with the traveling anymore yeah i'm i get that i guess you do it for your entire career
0: i mean he's been there he's been there for 30 years
1: yeah i mean i yeah i'm of
0: the same mindset i don't think this was an instance where he was like pushed out or anything like that i think i mean the man's got to be sitting on a pile of cash he's got a family and yeah i'm sure the travel sucks so you know I, it does at least seem logical. They could all be excuses. They could, but I kind of yeah, got I that. Don't, I don't have a tin hat for that one. The next I one. I don't
1: think he I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. No, I, I think Sony's probably happy with where he's leaving the company. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, that's the thing. Like I don't think he did anything wrong either. I think he's just a terrible bore and I think he's oh, yeah, terrible I, at delivering news updates and stuff like that like there's just no energy and nothing like nothing he says has ever made me be like oh my god i'm so excited you know like right. <laughs> it's just
1: like he doesn't yeah he doesn't get engaged no and I, if anything i feel like that's maybe where sony's concerned is that he's not relatable and mm-hmm. he, he doesn't like you said he does get people excited yeah um you kind of need that in this in this industry especially when you look at like literally anybody who does an nintendo direct for Nintendo, oh my god, um, yes, we look like Reggie historically, he's one of those characters. Phil Spencer, he's probably the first person from Microsoft to be one of those characters, mm-hmm. and I feel like you, you need that.
0: No, 100%. Yeah, um, we'll see. They did announce, Sony announced that uh, Hiroki Totokai, I hope I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing that right is going to be the interim CEO uh, starting April 1st, April Fool's uh, 2024. <laughs> so... It's me. You're going to run. back. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? He's just like, and I've seen what all of you said about me on the internet. <laughs> I'm finally caught up.
1: And I would like you to go turn your PS5s on. They're just all bricked. Yeah. <laughs> I, that would be the best longest running corporate April Fools joke oh, ever. Oh god. And oh, I would respect
0: god. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would tip my cap and and enjoy my new paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so that was interesting. That was technically announced like 2 weeks ago and now within the past week uh it was announced that Unity CEO uh is it John Ricatello Riccatello? Ricatello. Ricatello. Uh is also um stepping down. Uh that one, to me, I don't know. Could be crazy. Feels like he's being pushed out and he's he's being the uh the like right. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, bad news, all that stuff. Somebody's somebody's head's gotta roll and they've gotta be a big enough important person to to make the public and you know, everybody else happy about the decision. That's what. Why it not seems just like. fire all your
1: QA testers like any other respectable video game company?
0: Well, now hang on a second, because there's oh. an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's great because obviously we talked about Unity and their whole like, oh my god, their bullshit of Unity Pro or whatever it was called, and and the business model that seemed very weird. Uh, for them to just suddenly like make this change to. Um, But again, he is stepping down. And uh, it's funny, Jason Schreier was the one to kind of like break the news, or at least he was the first person I saw. And somebody replied to Jason and said, oh, no, the guy sells all of his stock for a few million and then steps down. How shocking after dooming the company. Yes, right. (laughs) We do see that oftentimes. Jason follows up, though. And this, this makes me feel just such a way. Um, He goes, "There's been a ton of misreporting on this, but Rick has actually only sold about fifty thousand shares of Unity stock this year, out of the three point two million he owns." Just gonna let that Uh, sink in. I
1: can't believe he only got away with fifty thousand. Dude's going to be broke.
0: He still has 3.2 million shares.
1: Yeah. And they can't take that from him.
0: No. And somebody,
1: somebody replied
0: with, uh, you know, Atlas holding the earth. And it just says, quote only, because, you know, only is doing a lot of lifting in there. And Jason goes, yeah, only is a good word to describe 1.5% of an asset. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Oh my God, that's insane. That is insane. Um, So that's great. And again, that makes me feel just like such a way, especially because the other thing that we want to talk about, um, but that's what this is, right? This is a clear instance of terrible public backlash to a decision made by the company. Uh, Again, a decision that did feel very out of touch at least, right? Like you can try and like, wrap your head around why a company would make a decision like that. Um, but the delivery of it definitely was lacking. And uh, to see a, a a head figure step down immediately after it doesn't feel like, a, you know, I'm just sick of the travel. Uh, I've got a family. I've been here for 30 years. You know, it's just time. Just
1: a quick math. uh oh (laughs) so uh 1.5 percent of 11.6 billion for those of you keeping track at home is um only 174 million (laughs) dollars oh my god uh to put that into perspective i think this was the right person saquon barkley is only getting paid 44 million dollars for three years
0: I believe that's Jonathan Taylor.
1: Oh yes, you're right.
0: Yeah, Saquon Barkley Play-played signed no a one-year deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go. Woo. <laughs>
0: Jt. Run the ball. <laughs> was, like,
1: uh, boss good last week?
0: Yeah, he did. Hey, he did. <laughs> he looked very good. This isn't the Madden podcast. Um, could be. <laughs> it Could be. <laughs> oh no. Um. Yeah, so so we see two figureheads uh, step down within the past week. And, you know, we've done a lot, I think, for the most part, I would say we've done a lot of focusing on the good this year. I feel like this has been a relatively positive year of the podcast. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah other than talking shit on the uh, FTC and the SEC and the CCP.
0: yeah <laughs> outside of that um i feel like we've mostly focused on the positives and even there we were po- focused on the positive narrative of like why the the xbox activision blizzard deal can be a positive um i feel like we've stayed away from the negative and you know we've we've pushed that i mean just this past month we've been talking about just there's too many games to play um and You know that uh, this entire year has been f- chock full of of games that I think have filled up so many people's backlogs. And despite all of that, uh, Game Industry GamesIndustry.biz uh, did a did an article just this past week to point out uh, that over six thousand games industry jobs have been lost in twenty twenty three so far, and they pointed out that September has been the worst month uh, for it. And I don't want to be the person who screams eat the rich. But when you see an instance like this John Riccatello stepping down, can he can make a decision. He can help make a decision that devastates a company and, and does nothing but hurt the company. And he can just walk away with his 3.2 million shares and he's fine forever. And there's going to be real consequences and impact on the other people. Uh, And we see that constantly with like the release dates and, and games being pushed because they're unpolished and you have to sit there and, and, and know that at the end of the day, no developer, no artist ever wants to release something that is not up to their standards, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we're so quick to just like blame the people who like were actually worked on the game. And it's just like you made a shitty game, and it's just like they were forced to release an unfinished game that is therefore shitty. Because I mean, of course, if you don't if you don't have the ability to put all of the time and effort into it, you know, it's it's not going to be where you want it to be. Um, and it's been, it's been every it's been everybody, you know, like Naughty Dog, uh, Epic, Epic was very recent. And Tim Sweeney, I mean, you know, you can take a look and it's like, what is this man bringing in on a yearly basis? But he has to, but he says that it's a survival thing to... If, if if they don't lay off the entire Among Us team that they just bought, you know, they're not going to be able to survive in gaming. Uh, Blizzard, Roblox, Crystal Dynamics, uh, Gearbox, Bioware, CD Project Red, um, Embracer has been nuts with buying up things and now also laying off. Ubisoft. Um can go on. It's I mean, it's too many. Uh this is really bad for the industry. Like, this is not in any way going there, like there's going to be fallout from this, and it's not going to be good. It's likely going to be that um a lot of different groups and teams and um workers are going to probably look to unionize, which is a good thing. And especially if they're able to fight and get what it is that they deserve. But I think we're looking and staring in the face a potential strike, um, much like we've seen with like the writers in, in Hollywood. And it's so frustrating because it seems like something that reasonably could be avoidable.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's just amazing to me that we've had the year in games that we've had and the amount of success that so many different developers have had and they get that success and then they restructure for their next project. Um, You know it's it's a hard balance because and i don't really know with the gaming industry how much this was impacted but you look at so many organizations over covid that had to hire more people Mm -hmm. just to stay afloat and now we're getting to the point where things are starting to kind of regulate in that regard and lots of organizations not just in, in gaming but everywhere are laying off those extra people um hard to say if that's the case here I guess it makes sense but regardless it sure plays a lot like you said where the you know the developers and the artists are just the ones that are being affected here um and and not reasonably so and it's just it's it's interesting to me too when you see these big rounds of layoffs and then you see who was it i think it was maybe turn ten the people who make forza you know you see all these big layoffs and then there's other developers that are just like hey we need people yeah apply here and i just i i would love to see the mismanagement that's that's happening and you know like you said it's it's coming from these big companies like Epic and Uh, Embracer Group uh, that they have such highly paid management and are, are so corporate they're not really like I don't know, for me like Double Fine is kind of the last standing relic of like Early two thousands, like late nineties, video game development. Yeah, and we've just moved so far away from that that you know people basically, it, basically everyone in working in video game development is a contractor now, whether or not you're paid full time or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know you're um, you're on there for a project, and I'm sure it doesn't explicitly say this in your job description but you're basically on there for a project once that project's done you're gone. Right. There's not a whole lot of stability.
0: It's just frustrating cuz you pointed out like Embracer and Epic have got to be the two clearest indications of this where it's like it's so frustrating to watch a company like Flex it's like financial muscle and then immediately like turn tail and like oh, oh no, the the industry's so shaky and so now we have to just like lay off half of the people that we brought in so like we still like bought up all those ips and we're like you know chomping at the bit um but we don't actually care about the like humans that we need to actually like build these things right and like you said the i think the greatest thing and you know maybe other industries are like this maybe we only see it because or maybe i only see because i'm so like focused on gaming and and gaming news and all that stuff and like personalities the great thing about it is anytime there are layoffs you see people come together to try and find those openings and and to like really push the openings that are available to get those talented people to find a new place for their talent um But yeah, it's just, it's, t- it's like hard. It's hard to like watch this constantly happen. You see an, a certified banger get released. Yet somehow people need to be laid off. You see an absolute dud like the Gollum game get released. And as punishment for that, people need to be laid off. So it doesn't really matter what you do. You're not guaranteed anything. Except either a handshake and a slap on the ass on your way out, or uh, just a full-on, you fucking blew it because of my decisions, get out of here.
1: Right, uh, we we failed as a team.
0: Exactly. exactly. Anyway,
1: I'm going to stay. You guys have fun.
0: And it's it's times like these that you then are reminded and people bring to the forefront. The decision of uh, President Iwata for Nintendo when the Wii U bombed. Does everybody remember what he did? That's right. He slashed his salary in half. Like I
1: thought you were gonna say, slashed his stomach. <laughs> oh God!
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> um, seppuku and such. Yeah. No. Um, you know that's that's a indication of like you know i am if anything i am the person to blame right like Mm -hmm. you know um you don't see that sort of awareness uh in these decisions and it's it's frustrating it sucks
1: well i think that's such like a difference in the way that japanese and sometimes even chinese organizations um And definitely Korean organizations uh, do business. I mean, it starts at leadership.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. In
1: that realm of the world. But with American and most European companies, it's okay. We messed up. How do we, the leadership team, reset? And it usually starts with the lowest employees. Yep.
0: Yeah. Man, isn't that frustrating?
1: Yeah, it's a, a good marker of differences in the world. Yes, yes, and I think
0: I—I um. I don't think it's a stretch to 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 think. I'm curious what what your thoughts are. Uh, do you think we're gonna see a potential strike? I mean, there was already rumblings of that with this writer strike that was going on um, mm. to to strike against uh, a few gaming companies. But do you think we could see an industry wide thing where um you know the workers really come together for for just better working conditions i mean jesus how i mean how many times since we've started this podcast have we had to talk about crunch and you know the unfair treatment when it comes to releases and stuff like that you know is it is it about time that they finally push back
1: i i think they're running out of time to push back um you look at really any big worker revolutions and across industry i mean you look at the writer strike and then you know a month or so later the uaw strike um you know i know they're entirely different industries but um they tend to and, and i guess the ongoing like starbucks strike and and all that um you know they tend to pile up to put in america to put the pressure on just the corporate idea in general so i think they need to continue on if they're going to do this they need to continue on the momentum that these other unions are having um and not start from start from scratch um mostly just for public opinion so uh
0: yeah join the i think it's join the movement as it's as it's ongoing yeah
1: Right, right. Um and plus you've got at least on paper a union friendly president. Um, whether or not he's proven that in his in his tenure, uh still better than you're probably going to get come the next election season. Right. Um and yeah, I mean I don't I don't think the demands are unreasonable. Uh, we want to know whether or not we're actually full-time employees or if we're contractors right. uh, with benefits. Um, you know, they're, not every person is good at jumping from job to job. Some people are. Um, but a lot of people like to sit at a company and be there for as many years as they possibly can. Uh, I would say, as, at least from... Uh, my experience, uh, a lot of people who have um, solely technical ability, you know, they just want to do what they like for a the company they like working for and do that forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's a thing. Like uh, having set hours, um, you know, you can be in product development without working on reasonable hours. You know, not every artist or uh, game developer wants to have that entrepreneur mindset of sleeping at work right. and all that. So I, I think we'll see it. We probably will see um, at least some, some degree of a strike. Now, I don't know if there is any... To have a strike, there's got to be a union. And
0: I'm, right
1: it could be walkouts yeah I suppose so if you're going to use those interchangeably but um is there is there even an existing video game Union I know some I know like some companies have allowed workers to do it internally
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, collectively bargain but I don't think there's like a, a mass collection i was gonna say
0: as a as a whole i don't think so i think it's a lot of like individual scenarios for it
1: yeah and frankly i think companies will take that like i don't think they necessarily care about collective bargaining internally but once you get to the national scale um i think that's when organizations start pushing back a little more right um So, I mean, that's the first step, Uh, and I would hope that would be in the works, because if not, I think they're just going to be too late.
0: And they're just going to keep getting kind of pushed down.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to wait until the next, and maybe they'll start the next cycle, who knows, but that takes a lot more work than just jumping on, you know, there being already three existing strikes, right?
0: And the darndest thing of it all is that you see it right like there's inevitably going to be a consumer impact if and when that happens and much like we see it spun when these layoffs happen oh this bad thing happened and it's the person who create like physically created the game and not the decisions from up high that happened, it's their fault, right? It'll be spun that way as well, um, inevitably.
1: And here's the here's the scary thing about video games too, and and the potential of a strike is the new model of shipping unfinished games mm-hmm. and expecting a lifetime of updates. Uh you know, My first thought was, well, maybe a, a video game strike isn't that bad because my backlog could last me the rest of my life. They could stop making video games today and I'd be fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, then you're going to have to take away online games because there's nobody to maintain the servers. They'll mm-hmm. all be shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is a game-breaking bug, it's not going to be patched, at least not quickly. Um. So I think that's the different animal with with a strike or a walkout in the video game industry is it affects existing products Mm -hmm. and these big companies like Epic and Unity need to consider that.
0: But will they? Or will they be prepared to wait them out because rent checks are going to become due? Could be um we'll see we'll see interesting very interesting time
1: yeah i think i think it'll be a a, um, not in the traditional sense of the word but an exciting year in terms of labor relations and in the video game industry yes yeah
0: all right anything else no Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. All right. Well, then that does it for this episode. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. If you could do us a favor and leave us a rating or review wherever you do listen to the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, as always, just share the podcast with a friend. You can find the podcast wherever you typically listen. And uh, we also do have a YouTube, so you can... Go ahead and subscribe over there and push people that way. Other than that, we'll talk to you next week.